Hello, welcome to Blombie Company Scent, Rock's podcast. My name is Ethan Clark, your host. I'm joined here today by Dodger Vaughn, campus minister. Hey, everyone. And Maggie Hoover. Hi. How are you all doing today? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm not sure what Maggie was doing there, but well, I'm doing well. Well, you say the same thing every time. You do? Hello. <laughs> so I was trying to change it up. <laughs> Reminds me of like when Noelle used to host the podcast and she would be like, hello, welcome to Long We Can Be Set, Rock Podcast. Like every single time. Shout out, Noelle. <laughs> So, <laughs> watch Ethan try to recover from that. <laughs> Unrecoverable. But, so, I heard it was a pretty busy weekend, uh, Halloween weekend. Yeah. Pretty crazy from what I hear. Yeah, crazy in good ways, I think, at least in the rock community. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really read the reports about, you know, the things that are happening around <laughs> Athens, but... Uh, i know, to think about yeah, <laughs> I know in the rock community, it was a pretty good weekend. So, we started off Friday night. We hosted our Halloween party in the Rock House, which is a lot of fun. Maggie was there dressed as... The Rock Intern. <laughs> Best costume in the so night. So original, so original. To be honest, like I picked my costume. Actually, no, let me, let me backtrack. <laughs> my wife picked my costume five minutes before we walked out the door. So I threw on a white t-shirt. She smeared, smeared some like fake blood on it. And I grabbed a bag of cereal. I was a cereal killer. So <laughs> nice. um, neither one of us, neither Magni, Maggie nor I, Magni, <laughs> Magni. Maggie nor I Magni. were nominated for... The best costumes of the night, but probably rightfully so. So, what, what about you, Ethan? You want to share? I like, was the only one who put in effort on my costume. On the only podcast one? Crew. Okay, on the only podcast crew. crew. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, this is shade. I was yeah. like, I'm sorry, I got to give Vic the, the best costume of the night. Vic, uh, Vic <laughs> always. Like, I don't know that anybody has consistently gone all out <laughs> as much as Vic has. Yeah. So, like, last year she went as Vector. From Despicable Me. And she was like good at it. Like yeah. spot on, you know? <laughs> and so this, and you guys have to explain this one because it w- kind of went over my head. Okay. I'm, I'm a little bit of a boomer. So you guys have got to explain Vic's costume. So Crazy Frog, it's a gray frog that runs around and plays music. <laughs> yep. That's basically the entire thing. And he was like the mascot for a cellular company? It was like company? Just like selling ringtones. Like that. Have you ever heard the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just basically trying to sell well, I knew that like from sporting events, you know, like hockey games and such, not like the frog. No, you know, <laughs> now you're cursed with the true origin. I guess, I guess. But, but yeah, so Vic definitely went all out. But there were some really great costumes. Mitchell and Hailey came as Napoleon. Both of them. Both came as Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, Mitchell, think, Mitchell didn't have to change his hair at all. No, yeah, that's. I think Mitchell <laughs> keeps his hair like that, just for the opportunity once a year to be Napoleon Dynamite. But then Saturday night, and we'll talk about hot dog outreach here in a second. Mitchell also had another costume, which we'll discuss. But what, what were some of the other costumes? I mean, okay, so I'm not gonna lie, Vix was great, but my honestly, my favorite of the night was Joey's when he was dressed as Peter B. Parker from Into the Spider Verse, oh, yeah. and like, I mean. He nailed it. Like it was the perfect. Like had the the sweats and the, the trench coat and everything. Like just nailed it. I thought that was pretty cool. Put a ton of effort in it. I gotta say, you really liked uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin. I one. did. <laughs> I did. That was. I don't know. Like it was a toss up. I because, saw another Stone Cold Steve Austin. I yeah. Think. Yeah. E- Ethan. Ethan came as Stone Cold. I, I willingly oh, took a stunner from Ethan <laughs> in order to make the costume that much more realistic, <laughs> worth every second of it. So. Yeah, lots of fun. So we had a great time Friday night. 
Then I hear uh, you went and did a hot dog outreach right here on Court Street. We did. We did. So um, great night. It was actually really cool because it wasn't just Rock OU that showed up. We had several of our folks from the Rio Grande Campus Ministry come and um, helped us pack hot dogs and for the night. So we started, oh, let's see, we, we got here a little bit before 6 o'clock, and we started the hot dogs. And then um, most of the people showed up around 7 over at the church, over at Athens Church of Christ. And we packed almost a thousand hot dogs. I would say a thousand, but then Maggie dropped probably ten or fifteen hot dogs on the floor, which we did not serve. All right, just want to make that clear: we weren't giving away floor hot dogs. Uh, lawyers, we did not serve these. You yeah. cannot prosecute us. For yeah, this. definitely. We no no admission of guilt. But um, so maybe it was, I wouldn't have dropped them if you didn't fill the like the pans all the way up with hot dogs. Overflowing. <laughs> Listen, I was just trying to get. I mean, it's it takes a lot to cook a thousand hot dogs. You can't put like. 10 hot dogs in each pot and expect to be done. We'd still be there. How many do you think you gave away? It was honestly, it was really, really close to a thousand. I think probably ended up being like 960, (laughs) something like that. Bless you. Maggie's allergic to hot dogs, which is why she's still sneezing. But um, no, so it was honestly, it was a fantastic night. Um, A lot of people showed up to help to make it possible. And even people that couldn't meet us over at the church met us uptown to help us with the, the process. And I think it took us less than two hours to give away a thousand hot dogs. And we were set up here on College Green, literally right next to the stage where the DJ was performing. And so, like, we had a, we, there was a lot of dancing. Like, I think a lot more people, I don't I think Julia and Alexandra, I'm not sure how many hot dogs they gave out, but they had a blast there, like, doing it. So. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad you guys got to do out and do some evangelizing and just uh, having a great Halloween weekend. Yeah, for sure. So that actually kind of brings us into our topic for today, which is evangelicism. Um, today we're going to be talking about some ineffective and some effective ways to evangelize. Now, I know this topic's been kind of on our hearts lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to sort of start out by talking about what exactly were the goals of our evangelism this during this uh, outreach this past weekend. Yeah, so um, I'll start, then Maggie can kind of throw her two cents in there too. But, um, you know, we we have done this outreach through Reach Out on Campus since 2015, I believe. So other than the COVID years, like obviously we had, because, well, there was no block party, but um, we weren't able to participate. But we've done this now for seven, six, seven years, something like that. And so I I don't think the goal has ever been... You, you know, like um, the people that come, they grab a hot dog, you know, that um, they're they're just going to somehow like go free hot dog. Well, tell me all about Jesus. And it usually doesn't work that way. Um, you know, interestingly enough, I, I think that um, just sometimes showing up and demonstrating to people that you care, you know, like because we, we get a lot of those questions. Wait, they're free, like l- legit free. And we're like, yeah, well, why would you do that? And we get to say, hey, we're a Christian campus ministry here. We believe Jesus loves you, and this is an expression of that love that he has for you. And so, like, you do have some of those conversations, but you got to also recognize there's literally a rave happening 10 yards away. So you're not, Jesus loves you! You know, so it's it's kind of difficult. But, um, you know, kind of the goal was just to be there to show people that Jesus does love them, to be, you know, a, a positive, something positive that was happening in the midst of some of the chaos and also, you know, just to meet a very practical need, you know, like we're, we're just really there trying to give people something to eat, hopefully get them home safe, you know, make sure that everything's okay. So that was, that was, those were, I think, overall the goals, but I don't know, Maggie, did you, 
I mean, I I pretty much agree. Um, I think it was just like, I think, I feel like I'm trying to explain this in like a good way, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the times on those nights, a lot of people throw away their self respect, <laughs> and yep. so I kind of feel like when they see that someone else is caring for them, they like. They might be like, oh, well, these people care for me. Maybe I should care for more for myself. And so, like, I know, like, if I was out there doing that and someone did that for me, it would make me kind of think about the decisions that I'm going to make Mm -hmm. or whatnot. So, yeah, for sure. Also adds on to it. It's a good perspective. Well, I heard you guys handed out over like 900 hot dogs. So, do you think you. We're we're just going to round up. We're going to say it's a thousand, despite the ones that Maggie dropped on the ground. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. It, it It was coming up on a thousand hot dogs. It was. It was a lot. It takes a while to pack and give away a thousand, but it honestly took us less than two hours to give them away. That's crazy. So do you think you accomplished your goals then? Yeah, I think so. You know, like we had a lot of great conversations. A lot of people were genuinely appreciative, uh, you know, that that we were there and and doing that. Uh, You know, like a lot of people, like their faces lit up when they realized it was free. Again, we're meeting a practical need. Like if you've ever been on Court Street during the block party, you know, really, there was, there was the burrito buggy that was there giving away food, but there's not a whole lot of places to get food and, and things like that. And so I think when people realized, like, there was fr- it was free, there was no strings attached, you know, they, they were genuinely appreciative of that. Um, we got thanked a lot, at least I did. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, Mitchell sent me um, <laughs> a clip today. I guess somebody had posted on Yik Yak, the social media platform, and, uh, and so it said, okay, but why were the hot dogs from the Jesus people so delicious? <laughs> so like, hey, I, I think that that's something. You know what I mean? Like that's somebody's takeaway from the weekend. Like, hey, those Jesus people gave me some delicious hot dogs. So, you know, yeah, I, I think I think just being, you know, there to be something positive in the midst of, like Maggie said, sometimes there's some questionable decisions that are made. I think being there and doing something positive is is important. So I think it meets those criteria from that standpoint. So. I don't know, Maggie, what do you think? I mean, I think we definitely, like, met our goals. I mean, I, like you said, it's kind of hard to have those conversations with people when there's literally, like, a block party going on, yeah. like, five feet from you. But, like, I know, like, one girl, she asked me, she was like, well, what's this all about? And so I told her, she's like, that's really cool. Like, what organization, like, like what do you guys do? Like, what is your denomination? I told her, yeah. like, I just gave her everything. She's like, that's really awesome. She's like, if I, like, see stuff, like, I'm going to keep my eye out for it. I was like, that's that's really cool. And so, like, I mean, even though you don't really go into in-depth conversations, right. you still have those opportunities to, like, explain why you're doing it and yeah. stuff like that. And, and again, cool. and you never know what God's going to do with that either, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And and I also kind of love, you know, going back to that yik-yak thing that, um, you know, people didn't identify us as reach out on campus they're like, they're Jesus people. And I'm like, I almost prefer that. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like I almost, that's just a compliment that he knew or whoever that was knew who we represented. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's, that's really cool just to be known as Jesus people. You know, I, I don't know. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's yes, great. I agree. Yeah. That's a really good reminder too. Um, just how God came to earth as a man, just to serve others. Yeah. That's just reminds us as our calling as Christians to serve others yep. in our good faith. For sure. So, I know that's a pretty good example of uh, good faith evangelicism. However, uh, we've recently had some other folks show up recently mm-hmm. to evangelize by uh, holding up signs and yelling through bullhorns. <laughs> um, yeah. So that happened quite last week, I think. Yeah, kind of all throughout the weekend, I guess. I didn't see them Saturday night at the block party, but 
if it wasn't the same group, there were other groups that were there. They were at the courthouse holding up angry signs and yelling at people. So so why doesn't Rock do angry yelling through bullhorns <laughs> at other people? Yeah. Um, I guess the short answer is um, it doesn't seem to be very effective based upon what we've seen here on campus. And, you know, I, I also, I, I'm never looking at the scriptures, see Jesus or any of the other apostles doing likewise, you know. Um, a lot of times when, you know, Jesus met people where they were, you know, he ate with sinners, um, you know, didn't participate in the sin, but, you know, he ate with them. Um, I've never, I, you know, I can't even think of anything that would come close in the Gospels of Jesus, like, yelling at sinners and telling them, you're going to hell. Um, you know, like a lot of times, like, he was very, you know, transparent with his, you know, when, when he would show people mercy and grace, you know, he'd always say, hey, look, go and sin no more, you know, but it, it wasn't, you know, yelling at people that he didn't know through bullhorn, telling them they were going to hell. And, you know, like even the closest, I guess, I think scripturally, you go back to the Old Testament prophets and somebody could be like, oh, well, we're modern day prophets. Okay, well, first of all, no, you're not. But <laughs> that's a topic for a whole different conversation. But secondly, you know, the, the prophets were sent to the nation of Israel. These were God's people. They were, you know, they were God's chosen people set apart. And so the warning was coming through God himself to these people who've been set apart, to, who've been given this mission to be a blessing to the rest of the world, and they're not doing their job, right? They're not, you know, the, the apostles weren't, or the, sorry, the, the prophets weren't out on the street corner yelling at people who were just random people. You know, they were, they were doing it to people who knew God, who were his chosen people. So, yeah, I just, we, we don't see that as being very effective, I think, you know. Absolutely. I think a good reminder, too, is when God went out to, or when Jesus went out to preach to the masses, um, he didn't just stand up in, like, a pulpit and, like, speak to the people. He also went out, he was spreading the gospel through his works. Yeah. He was healing people. He was getting to know people on a personal level. Yeah. He was feeding people. These are all examples of him helping and like reaching yeah, out to people. Yeah. Like He'd, a lot of times, he meet their physical needs, you know, even as he was meeting their spiritual needs too. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I know, Mags. What do you think? I just like thinking about like them with the signs out there. Like that's just not appealing. Like if yeah. I'm walking down, like anywhere in OU, and I see that, like nothing about those signs is going to make me go, "Wow." Yeah. I really need to come to Jesus. You know, like yeah. Like, I think what people need to see more is like, oh, like, I am a sinner and that's why I need Jesus. Not, yeah. you're a sinner, like, you're going to hell. Like, right. that's not, that's just not how you bring someone to Jesus. So, like, I don't know. That's my kind of take on it. Like, and I agree with everything you guys said, but it's just not how, like, no one, like, getting yelled at is not a way <laughs> yeah. to, like, <laughs> people usually respond. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, I was just asking you guys before we even started this, like, has anyone actually come to them and been like, yeah, like... Yeah, you're right, uh, man. Yeah. I, I'm terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it just doesn't really... I can't see anyone really being like, wow. I like Seems that they're great. yelling at me. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, and, and you go back to, you know, the word that we use, gospel. We, we use that a lot, and sometimes in the church we don't even recognize fully what that means, but it means good news, you know. And, and so, like, I struggle to find what the good news is in the message. You know, when somebody's screaming at you and yelling at you and telling you you're going to help, man, that doesn't sound like good news to me. You know, like, if, you, if, you, if you're really concerned, if you really, you know, love people and love Jesus and you want to see them come to Jesus, 
yelling at them and telling them that they're going to hell, that's that's not good news to anyone. Yeah. You know, like maybe if you're going to say something, be like, hey, guess what? Jesus loves you and he wants better for you. Because like, again, I don't want to gloss over the fact that we are, we are sinners and we we all, you know, deserve, we, de- we deserve hell, but we don't get that because of grace, because of mercy, because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And that's the good news that Jesus died for us, that, that he loves us so much that he you know, went to the cross so that way we could have hope in the future. And so, you know, that's, but that's not what you're getting from the people that are holding the signs. Absolutely. And I think that's really what makes us such a problematic take on evangelicism. It's just the fact that a lot of the times these people are just standing there with signs speaking down to you. Um, I even, one of the more hard to hear things is one of them speaking out directly saying that they were without sin, which (laughs) is (laughs) absolutely not true. And it kind of shows where they're kind of coming from with this kind of preaching. Um, The truth is we are all with sin. I am with sin. I know everyone in this room is with sin. It's only through God that we are free from sin. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of time, like, people just want to, like, have something in common with someone. Like, I mean if you think about it, like, someone, like, I don't want to be friends with someone who thinks they're perfect. Like, that mm-hmm. just doesn't sound like something, like, a very enjoyable friendship. And, right. like, a lot of people are looking for, like, something they can relate to. Yeah. And so when they see, like, oh, like, these people have struggles too, but they still love Jesus, like, I can do that also. So I think standing out there saying, like, we don't sin, like, come to Jesus is, like, I don't know, just nothing about it sounds very appealing to no, me. No, no. And also from a scriptural standpoint, <laughs> flat out not true. Listen, yeah. if the apostle Paul, who you know himself called himself the chief among all sinners, mm-hmm. you know, like if the apostle Paul was still struggling with sin, I, I highly, highly <laughs> doubt that Bullhorn Man is now somehow without <laughs> yeah. sin. You know, so that's yeah, that that I have an issue with that too. But but the the other thing you know that that I shared with you guys this morning as we were kind of talking about this topic is the idea that, you know, unfortunately what happens is these people show up at OU usually once or twice a year. Um, They hold their signs. They make a lot of noise. You know, a lot of times people come out and they counter protest, kind of give the groups that are here trying to serve this campus year long, year round, a black eye because people then think, oh, you follow Jesus, Ethan? So you're like bullhorn man, right? So when, when I come into class, you think that I'm you think of me like bullhorn man thinks of me, and we absolutely don't. You know, we, we don't think of them, but, but people associate that with us. And so it makes it difficult for us. And then again, you know, a lot of times these people are here to record video clips so they can go back to other churches or whatever, say, oh, look at us. We came to OU. We got persecuted. You know, here's the video of people yelling at us. And you're not, again, you're, you're not doing anything. You know, you're, you're coming here, you're, you're raising you know, a fuss on campus, but you're not actually showing people then, you know, how to live. So like, all right, so let's say, let's say your approach is effective. Okay. And that somebody was like, wow, like, no, I really am terrible. And, you know, I I need to talk to these people to see what my next steps are. So when you leave 12 hours later, what is that guy going to do? Okay. Well now I'm on my own. I have no one here. So like, again, I just don't understand that approach. I think that's why that's problematic. You can't come to a college campus, be here for one or two days a year, and you know, and hang your hat on that. Go, wow, look at us. We did such a good job. Really? Yeah. So, sorry. I, know, I'm, I told these guys like, 
don't get all fired up. We're not trying to be negative. <laughs> I'm the one getting all fired up and negative. But but no, like I do think you know that if we're going to love on a group of people, if we're going to point people to Jesus. That it's more than just spending an hour or two, you know, on College Green or sitting at the courthouse during the block party and yelling at people. Crazy thought. Well, so we I, we definitely talked about some poor examples yeah. of evangelicalism, but how is um, how can we differentiate between these good works of faith and these poor ones on just a daily basis? Like, I think I think honestly, we're doing that as like in the rock community, like. Like that guy on Yikak said, like those hot dogs were actually delicious. Those <laughs> yeah. Jesus people. Those church people. Like, I mean, you don't, I'm sure you don't go on Yikak and see a lot of things about, wow, those people with the signs were super nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, I think that that's just one example of a way that we're showing God's love in a positive way. And it's like, maybe someone ate the hot dog and was like, wow, like this is, that was really nice of them. Like, I should. Yeah. Think more about, like, I don't know, maybe not, but just, yeah, that's my take. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a stepping stone, even Mm -hmm. if, like, you're not directly evangelizing to somebody, if you're not directly, like, getting them involved, you're at least planting that seed. Right. You're helping somebody. They're going to recognize that you help them. You spread love to them. Mm -hmm. You work, God work through you. Um, They might not notice. You might not even notice, but the Spirit will notice. God notices. Spirit works through people in different ways. Sure. Yeah, ways we don't even see. So right. even just a little action like that can have just such a great impact that we may not even know. It might not even be through us. It might just be that stepping stone that that person needs, but right. it's still a step. Right, yeah. And again, you know I mean? Like, and that's the thing. You, you, you nailed it, Ethan, when you were talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, we don't, we don't know what the Spirit's going to do with anything. And, you know, I, I'm not going to rule it out. Like, you know, maybe... I can't imagine, you know, like the spirit can work through, I think, you know, like even like repent type messages. Now, again, I, I'm not I'm not condoning what the, the sign people did, but we just you know, we, we don't know what the, the spirit is going to do, how it's going to work. But like my thought is, you know, I just always again, I, I go back to again, the, the yak yak man, like I want people to see Jesus through what we're doing and see him in a positive light. You know, like if people, if we'd shown up at the block party and people were like, man, those Jesus people were jerks, you know, like, they, like, man, I, you know, we're, we're dragging Jesus' name through the mud and, you know, like nobody's going to respond to that. And so like, that's my, I guess, struggle, you know, with, with doing things the other way is like, you know, am I really representing Jesus in, in the way that he really was and really is? You know, or, or am I just representing my own views and, and takes on, you know, what I think Jesus is? So, like, you know, I guess, yeah, that that's hard, you know, sometimes because, like, yeah, like, obviously, you know, we come to a place like the block party, and there's a lot of things that happen at the block party that we know don't glorify Jesus. And, like, I've definitely heard that before. Like, when we go to churches, we talk about what we do. A lot of people go, well, why? Why would you go to the block party of all places we you know what it's we know what it's famous or infamous for you know we know what happens there why would you be there and again i go back to the idea of like where would jesus be you know where where you know where would you know again he said it's not the uh, the healthy that need a doctor it's the sick so you know are are we being a representation of who jesus is even in those um 
places like that. So, yeah. Absolutely. So I know we kind of already mentioned a few of these, but um, what are some of the most effective ways we can pe- we can reach people with the gospel? Like, what are some examples of outreach that we can do that really are effective for spreading the gospel? I think just, like, really showing someone, like, that you genuinely care. And, like, because a lot of the time people have this outlook that, like, no one cares about them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, especially when you're on such, like, a large campus, like, here at OU or really anywhere, like, just to, I don't know, just knowing that, like, there is a group that, like, doesn't know you, but they still care about you is really effective. And that's why I've, like, that's why I've been so involved with Rock. That's why I wanted to start coming to Rock, because, like, no, I didn't know everyone in Rock, and I had just met them, but I knew that they cared for me, and they actually, like, they were invested in me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really effective way to bring someone in, is, like, mm-hmm. showing that, like, yeah, maybe you're struggling with this or maybe you don't know this about the Bible, but like, I want to show you and I want to teach you and I want to care for you and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely think that really struck a chord with me because of the fact that, um, there are just so many people who are alone on campus. I think it's hard to realize that, but there are so many people who are alone on campus who are just looking for someone to reach out to connect with them. Uh, and by trying to drive people away, you're not connecting with those people. You're not giving those people what they need. Um, sometimes the most effective way is not to push people away or like to chastise them, but to reach out to them. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, you both kind of took what I, what I was thinking too, but you know, I, I was thinking about how the fact that, you know, the, the hot dog outreach isn't obviously the only outreach that we do each year. We usually end up doing three or four outreaches a year, like in the spring, we'll probably do like some kind of like hot cocoa or coffee outreach when it's cold outside. And again, the idea and, and the reality is th- through those outreaches, very few people like, go, oh, my gosh, free cup of coffee. Well, yeah, I'll be at Rock on Wednesday night. Like it usually doesn't happen like that. You know, but again, I, I don't know what God's going to do you know, with that seed that we plant. So, you know, maybe that person goes, wow, like maybe not all Jesus people are judgmental jerks. And, you know, like, hey, there's a church here on campus, I'll go check that out. And maybe if they'll, they'll be like the people that gave me coffee. All right, great. You know, that person ended up in a church as a result. But what we see uh, in the rock community is that, you know, and, and the growth, and I know you guys have seen that, you know, this semester particularly, the growth that we've seen has not come from, you know, outreaches like the hot dog outreach, although, like, I think that's important to do things like that. Um, it doesn't happen because people, like, listen to the podcast and are like, man, Ethan has such wisdom. I'm coming to rock, <laughs> which he does. But, um, you. you know, it's it's not any of those things, not our slick marketing materials that people come. What The new people that have came this year, why are they there? They're there because someone in the rock community demonstrated to them that they care about them. And they're like, hey, come check out this really cool collection of people um, that would take you in, that love on you, and that would point you to Jesus. And People respond. Isn't that crazy? Like, why? Because it's good news, right? That's the gospel, right? That is good news that, you know, we we have this hope for the future. And not only that, but but Jesus died so that way we could have this body of believers who come alongside one another, support one another, encourage one another. And again, the amazing thing is people still respond to that. People still want to belong to something like that. And so, like, you know, all of the people, like, it, it's funny because as I think about, you know, now having been at Rock for like nine years, you know, I can see kind of like 
the rock family tree. You know, I can go all the way back. Well, so this person invited this person and this person brought this person and this person brought, and you know, like I could be like, oh, you're so-and-so's great, great grandson or whatever. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like that and in a way. And so I think that's, that's really, really cool. So I think the relational element is still and always has been the most effective form of evangelism, but that doesn't limit us to doing just that. But I just think, look, you know, if you really want to see people come to Jesus, man, start with the people in your life. Start with your close friends. Start with your family members. Even the ones that, like, know that you don't have it all together. You know, Maggie, you kind of talked about that, how you're like, I can relate to people who struggle like I do a lot more than I can relate to somebody who's like, no, I'm, I'm without sin. So start with people that know you best and invite them because that's usually the people that are most likely to actually show up and, and experience this thing. So I'll put so I know we have some scriptures today. I think Maggie, you're starting off reading First yes. Peter. Yes, I'm gonna read First Peter three fifteen and it says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And so I think that's a good example of what we just talked about. Like do I like where it says do this with gentleness and respect because like in reality, like, you don't know the person you're reaching out to. Yep. You don't know what, like, what they've been through, what they've done. And so, like, really the only way to respect that is to treat them with gentleness and be careful of them. So. True. So I have Romans 1, 16 through 17. So it says, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ, is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Mm. So this definitely just emphasizes what you said earlier, Dodger, the fact that it is good news. This is the news that we have life through God, through our faith, and the fact that this isn't just like some... This isn't something to be disparaged by. This mm-hmm. is something to be joyous about. This is yeah. something to be happy about. This is God's spirit within us. Yep. I really like that translation. What translation was that? Uh, New Living Translation. It's really cool. I like the way that translates. That was really cool. All right. And then I have 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23. And it says, and this is Apostle Paul, he says, Though I am free and belong to no one, I've made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. And it says, it goes on, sorry, 23. Um, He says, I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. And, you know, that kind of, again, goes back to what Maggie said. You know, if I have something in common with someone, I'm more likely to listen, you know. But if we have no common ground, like, again, trying not to to be negative and not pick on the people with the signs, but, like, what common ground did you share with the people that you were yelling at? You didn't even get to know them. You know, like, you don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about the day that they were even having. But, um, you know, anyways. So, (laughs) you know, and and Paul's... there he's saying, look, you know, like 
I have tried to become like these people in order to relate to them. And again, the idea here isn't that, oh, well, you know, we want to relate to the people at the block party. So we're going to go out and get absolutely wasted and hand out hot dogs so we could be on. That's not <laughs> what Paul is saying, you know, but what's he saying? Like to the people, maybe if he was here to the people at the block party, it became like people at the block party, man, I danced, I had a good time. We handed out hot dogs. We pointed people to Jesus. You know, like I, I think that's what Paul is saying there. So, yeah, good stuff today. So, again, thank you guys for your perspective and, again, for helping me maintain <laughs> positive attitude throughout this. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little fiery. I don't mean to, but it, it really is. I, I think that's my thing is, you know, as somebody who's spent the last nine years here ministering to students and having a lot of respect for a lot of the other groups and churches here on campus that are trying to accomplish the similar thing, having somebody come in, you know, for a day or two and, you know, I don't know, making people associate Jesus with that really, sometimes that's bothers me. It bothers me. And I hate to, you know, to think the, for the years that we've spent trying to say like, no, this is what Jesus is like. He's loving, he's caring. And, you know, like he wants you to change, but he loves you first, you know, and then people come in with the opposite message really kind of, str- I, I struggle with that. So, but thank you guys for helping me keep my attitude in check and, and sharing your perspectives and also for being an important part of the reason that rock is growing, you know, because you guys are doing the things that we are saying, like, yeah, this is effective. And we know it's effective because we see it in the rock community. So thank you guys for that. So with that being said, we'll close out in a word of prayer. And just a reminder before we do, again, if you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, we'd love to hear from you. You could email us at reachohio at gmail.com. We'd also love to be praying for you. If there are any needs, um, maybe it's somebody in your life that you're trying to reach out to and evangelize. We'd love to be praying specifically for you as you reach out to that person um, or whatever is on your heart. We'd love to be praying for you as well. But again, thank you guys for, for listening in and being a part of this as well. But let's close out in a word of prayer, and then we will catch you all next week. So let's pray. Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you just for another wonderful day of life um, for just this past weekend where we had time to to fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, but you also gave us an incredible opportunity to show people love in the name of Jesus Christ. And and God, I pray that you were glorified through that. I pray that the people who received that food um, received it, you know, in, in the manner that we intended. And that was just, you know, to show them that they're loved and they're cared about by your son, Jesus. And that that was just a small token of that love that he has for them. So, Lord, I pray again that as a community that bears your son Jesus' name, that we would be a positive light for Jesus um, across this whole campus and, of course, the University of Rio Grande as well, that um, as people see us, that they would see something compelling in our lives um, about the way that we live and the way that we love other people that would draw them in as well. Lord, help us to evangelize and share that good news well. Help us to, um, to love other people well and to be... Um, a good representation of who Jesus is at all times. So, Father, thank you for um, your grace in the times that we do fall short of that, because we know that happens. Um, but the fact that you always uh, give us a second chance, a third chance, fourth chance, um, and you'll allow us to to be used by you um, to accomplish the growth in your kingdom. So, Lord, we love you, and we thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone, it's again good hanging with you all this Monday afternoon and hope you've enjoyed the podcast and we look forward to coming to you again next week. So have a great, great week, everyone. See ya. Adios.